The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, now I can see this is quite hard. It's not easy, is it? <laughs> no wonder you're up here four hours on end. And the bumming. Bumming. <laughs> <laughs> No, I knew that was going to be the next one. Okay. Okay, let's actually get down to it. Warning. This podcast may contain subjects and language that some may... Oh, I ballsed it up. I know. I gave it one chance. You didn't get it it right the first time. Okay, okay. Warning. This podcast may contain language that some... Listeners may find offensive. In fact, that was much better than yours because she didn't fuck it up. <laughs> I mean, she did pace it out, but... I never fuck it up. Oh, what? you have fucked it up plenty of times. I was re-edit yours to make sure um, it looks like you fucked up a million times. Lisa didn't say viewers. Blinky. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What yeah. if someone's watching it on YouTube? Yeah. I'll say what? Yeah, but you're watching... I'll say the... what? You're watching a blank screen. Still watching it. Not watching you on a beans. Arguably, any Blinky's watching a blank screen. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not watching you playing with your beans. This was a mistake. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleaves. Each week, offering up a great perspective on life. Can we start now? Okay. Cleves, do you wanna do you wanna do it? No, we've already done that. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Seesaw Podcast with T Cleves, and we have a guest who's live and keeps ruining the takes constantly. And that is Mrs. T. Not married to BA Baracus, of course. Yeah, he he pities the fool who would be his wife. Are you happy with yourself? <laughs> Not particularly, no. <laughs> I felt like you committed to it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what those things all girls have? Oh, I can't say that. You can say anything on this podcast. <laughs> We've already pissed off Access Card and a lot of other people. You can say what you fucking want. If it's really bad, we'll bleep it. So before we before we acknowledge our guest, please house things. Yeah, yeah, fine. I, I thought it would be a good idea to get her on, but... Uh, Regret is seeping in pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm just quite insulted, actually. Good. Considering the amount of times that I end up being brought up in your podcast, you know, with regards to... Podcast. Podcast. There you go. I mean, that's something completely different. That's sexy. Welcome to the podcast featuring Medusa and Prometheus, the Greek gods of fun. Seems like a group you don't want to be a part of. (laughs) Hey, it's a sexy group. The kind of group that thinks they're cool, but they're really not. Seesaw well, Podcast. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. <laughs> Hang on. Established 2020. <laughs> what dizzying height are we today? We are coming to you live-ish from the dizzying heights of 222. All the ducks. 
So it's fine. All the <laughs> ducks. That is, ducks. that is a lot of ducks. A lot of ducking going on. So welcome, my wife, <laughs> Natasha, Mrs. T. Thank you for coming on. I mean, we're getting every second. Um, I feel insulted, to be honest. Like, you know, you taking my time out of my, my working week. To oh, yeah, your here. busy day that You're you had going on. What has it you done today? You've done nothing, followed by the pub, followed by this. I've done my makeup, gone and had a few drinks. Oh, you, yeah. you pampered yourself, followed by drinks. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. On my day off. <laughs> Did you build any houses for impoverished children? No, I don't work with children, I work with old people, so... Yeah, we... we They're the same as children, they still shit themselves. True, but... Uh, Out of curiosity, what's the, the worst thing you've ever gone into a, like, a residence room? <clears throat> it probably just has to... Oh, no. There's also a load of shit, but then there's also a woman was puking... Well, like, shit blood. everywhere. Uh, everywhere, I mean, like, this guy Like, was, the walls, like, diarrhea, oh, spray paint. I mean, it was... I walked in, I had to walk out for a second. That's the the kind of amount that it was. It's unreal. Was that the worst? Like a brown Niagara? Pretty much. Hmm. But that was just like the worst in that case. The worst as in like scary worst is when a woman puked blood all on me. Exorcist that style. Was, it was, it was, it was scary. Well, it's scary when someone pukes blood, it's scary. How do you know she just not drank a load of Bloody Marys and was just a little bit fucked up? No, well, it just turned out she was actually just drinking her own blood. Huh. I'm not quite sure if you're being serious. No, I am. Her nose was bleeding from the inside, so technically she was kind of drinking her blood. Not as funny as I first thought. No, no. (laughs) I was kind of hoping for a story involving vampires and maybe Wesley (laughs) Snipes showing up at some point. Yeah, so that's my job. Have you ever woken up in a pool of tea shit? No, no, no. Just farts. Thanks. Thanks, Uncle Ed. Especially after you've had a, a night out drinking. Jesus Christ. Thanks. I'm that's, that's snoring and fast. That's the price so you pay for being bad. married, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? you got to eat them up. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. You can brief it in. Okay. So why have we got my wife here on this podcast? I'm going to put myself out there. Again, and say, this was not my idea. So if it bombs... Uh, hang on a minute. This was the idea. When you first started no. this, it was a topic that you had... You'd love to cover yourself when it's that not your topic, That you explained about it at first, because you'd already asked me about it. And obviously, you've gone on, you've, you know, Billy Big Balls it all up to the dizzying heights of 222, and... It gets higher each week. It does, don't, it does. Don't, don't think you're special. Uh, well, I quite like all the twos. I like a good ducking. Anyway, so anyway, team, more to the point, what was your idea? To, we live and die as a team. Not, it's not my idea, so well, fuck you Well, apparently, if the wife's involved, it's something different. You are right. This was something that we pitched at the beginning, sort of an idea of a concept of what it's like to live and sort of share a life, i.e. marriage partnership, with a disabled person. This is interesting. It's on the other side of the coin, because, of course, I am always live in darkness and sadness. The world's smallest violin. Is that the violin? <laughs> Do you, know, yeah. you thought this might be uh, like a bit more even with Tasha being on. However, it's really just two people to rag on you rather than just me. I know. <laughs> no wonder you were reluctant. <laughs> I'm going to get Martin Austin back on. At least he was on my side. 
He wasn't on your side. No, he wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't going to sit there as a guest, like in Mastermind. What is like being this? What is like being this? That being said, getting the perspective, I think for some of these first questions, I'm going to hand it over to Cleves because it'd be weird me asking these questions, especially how I put them down in the show notes. Okay, let's begin at the beginning, shall we? <laughs> when you met him, what were your thoughts? Did you think he was a brick off the bat, or did that come with time? <laughs> Well, the thing is, when we first... Oh, yeah, hang on did you know he was blind when you first met him? Did he tell you? Yes. We was... Oh, did he tell you in advance? Or Yes, because it's something that he was worried about. Okay, <clears> he didn't tell me straight too. away. And that didn't put you off? No. No, it didn't put me off. Because we started talking first before we'd met. We'd chatted and... Well, we were chatting for quite a while beforehand. And then before... Then we'd planned to meet up. And then... He messaged to say, oh, I need to tell you this. So he slipped it in last minute? Yes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the, the blindness thing, that is. Yeah. He slipped it in last minute. So at first I was like, you know, I, was, I say take it aback, but like, oh, okay. But I thought, well, you know, we got on beforehand and it's one of those things, well, you know, you still go on and meet. And the thing is, we got on straight away. We like similar things and, you know, and it isn't anything that... Well, when we got together, we just kind of just chatted as if nothing was amiss. I don't know if that's the right word. I think one of the things that I made an effort, if I remember, when I dropped that bomb on you, I thought to myself, like, okay, I need to show that this isn't a big deal. And that's when we met. I came to you, even though it wasn't particularly close and a bit of a pain in the ass journey. It was like, okay, this is a thing. But I'm going to show you that this is so much not a thing that I will come to you. Like, I'm not going to expect you to sort of like come to me and like make it easier on my life. I was like, no, it's not a big deal. Like, right. So you weren't being a gentleman. You were doing it to prove a point. Yeah, basically. Bit, bit of both. <laughs> I mean, I wore a hat. What kind of hat? Oh, it was your trilby, wasn't it? Was it? Trilby. <laughs> oh. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Let me just say what he's dressing. He was dressing his trilby. He was doing his, his black. Pipeline of jeans, so they were as tight as they were as tight as fuck. I, I have with a white tee, with a white shirt and a waistcoat. Wow, you went all out. Yeah. Would you yeah. go to play snooker later on that evening? <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to buy Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I still remember your 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 aftershave. You were wearing red Lacoste. Yeah. Oh, classic. Classic. Yeah. Classic fragrance like of the time. Any 18 year old. I'm pretty yeah. sure I had some of the time. Yeah. 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 So, after what? hearing about it, I wasn't I wasn't put off. I was like, oh no, hang on, ghost you. Did you notice it on your first date? Well, the only thing, when you look at you, you know, when you look at you, when meeting you for the first time, you don't necessarily think that there is anything wrong. The only thing I did notice is, you, is your head bubbles a bit. I think when you, especially when you're focusing, I don't mean that, but when you're focusing on something, like for example, you're looking at your screen, your head kind of goes side to side a little bit, and I don't mean that, see, I don't want to be like, but it does, I'm sorry, and your, and your glasses, but they were thick, they were thick glasses. really is the kind of worms episode. Yeah. Yeah. We call them ant killers. But but otherwise, you know, and then obviously you have your nystagmus, which I now know, didn't know at the time, but that was a thing, but yeah. Other than that, no. 
other than the main big three things you outlined. Yeah. No, not at all, apart from the crippledness of you. Because I still remember, because you got off the wrong side of the tracks, so I had to go find you because you got lost. I got off at the wrong wrong side, and I I was aware of catfishing, and I was on the other side. Then I phoned you up and said, oh, well, like I'm on the other side. He's like, oh, I'll come over and see you. And then literally five minutes later, some old woman comes out and I'm thinking, and she starts walking towards me, smiling like, oh, fuck no, when's the next train? <laughs> <laughs> and she just went, good morning, and just walked past went, me. Hi, I was like, I'm oh. Tash. Oh, I was like, oh, thank fuck, it was not her. <laughs> it obviously didn't put you off because you... No, no, we had a really good dates. day. Went round, um, went round the park. You bought me a pair of shoes because the shoes that I was wearing just crippled me. I think that that's also something that I realised. I thought that I was self-conscious going into it. Uh, you wore shoes which were ridiculous and crippled you. And within 10 minutes when we were in the park, you just took them off and went, you fucking piece of shit. And just started walking barefoot through just the town because your shoes were killing you that much. I thought... Oh, she's a freak as well. <laughs> wow. Well, I think we were so we didn't really plan what we were going to do. I think we we're probably both nervous. We did plan the day. I didn't think we were going to be walking around the park for two hours, but no, it didn't. It didn't put me off. No, we had a good time. How? What did you do from there? Obviously, you went on more dates. Did you eventually go to teas? The next time I went to yours, obviously on the train. I wasn't driving at the time. Yeah, and then we went out and saw where you were living and then then you came to Hull I did that was a big move how did you decide this <laughs> one's the one for me blindness or not well we Let's were to Hull. we talked all the time like every single day oh man so many people tried to put me off you like not in any of that wow. sense but for because the fact of the that blindness or no because it had been four months did you tell them that I was the I one? actually generally hand on heart can't remember if I did or not. Because, I mean, this is going back, what, thir- what, 13 years? 13, yeah. So, you know. So I generally can't remember. But it's the fact that we've been together for four years and then you asked me to... Four months. To go, sorry, four months. And you asked me to go with you. It wouldn't just move in and with I me. Was it would move north. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Well, cause considering I'm from... I was living in Bournemouth. South coast of the UK. Yeah, right on the south coast. So then going up north, literally, would be classed as north. Um, so it was a big trek. If it didn't work out, then, you know, <laughs> it was uh, a big trek. But you left I a had, job as well. Like, you well, I was only working at Sainsbury's. It's hardly, you know. It was still a job. I was only 20 working at Sainsbury's Cafe. And I just felt that this was a uh, a step that... I think I wanted to take for me because I'd been looking after a lot of other people at that time and I had to do something for myself, so hmm. I did. And that's when you did the best thing in your life and met me. Yeah. <laughs> that was second thoughts. <laughs> because, yeah, then uh, we moved into a house with... and I met Cleves for the first time. 13 years, Cleves. It's a rough time. What was it like after four months moving in? With tea. I think it was firstly, it was a house with like what four other people from university in. You had to share a room with tea. It wasn't a massive room. No. And then, you know, you had other people knocking about. Um, it wasn't a it was an experience. Oh we had some funny experiences. Warhammer. 
You make it sound like we played Warhammer. We did. We did not play Warhammer. But we're nerds, we watched. But we're not uh, nerds. Oh God, no. Short stories with Tash and T. Living together with nerds at university. Short stories with Tash and T. Short stories with Tash and T. Warning: Story may not be short. So we came back. We'd gone shopping to. I think it was Lidl down the road and we were coming back me me and Tash and we had all of our shopping bags and each to their own but we came in the front front door and one of our roommates has got friends over and they're playing Warhammer so they've gotten some boxes like a TV box and stuff like that and they've sort of set it up on like the polystyrene cutouts to make this big board in the front room it takes up the entire front room to what we have to be. We're stepping over them. They don't make any effort to move either, and we're like stepping over them, and they're still carrying on playing. Like we're just sort of like some just passing through, which is fair enough. So as they're playing it, like they're doing, like, oh, takes like twenty damage or whatever, whatever. I don't know how Warhammer works, but then one of the guys is doing all of the sound effects. He's like, it's like an orc walks up. He's like, like that. He goes, 20 damage. He's doing all of the sound effects. We get through to the kitchen, which is adjacent to the living room. Tasha puts her bags down and just, like, we had a downstairs bathroom. She just goes straight into the bathroom. And she has a very loud laugh, closes the door, and starts pissing herself. The room goes quiet as she's in there for two minutes, can't catch her breath, pissing herself about the nerdiness of these talks. <laughs> and then she had to come back out and help me put the water shop in away. And they're still in silence as she just basically... I didn't know that they heard me laughing. She ridiculed them without knowing, just pissed herself. He wouldn't laugh at that. That was just. I went stone faced. nerd! I went stone faced and you just broke everything. Oh, it was just too funny. I yeah. Mean, I mean, they, they were at university, man. They were in their 20s. And that's oh. fine. I get it. But this was not a time where nerd culture was like. I mean, Big Bang Theory wasn't out yet, so. They were using no everything. They were using the uh, the cushions from the sofas. I mean, this this game board had some height. It was a reasonable side lounge. I had to climb. We had to climb over to get to the kitchen. So this is the kind of effort that they went in to play this game. Yeah. I mean. And, yeah. Fair serious. play to the boys. I fair play to them. But well, I no. like that kind of thing. But <laughs> that was just that was just standard nerd. It was funny yeah. as fuck. Oh, it was the noises. It was the noises. Yeah, that that's that's that finished me off. I had to move. At least I didn't laugh oh. in their face. I could have laughed did. in their face. <laughs> well, pretty I, much did. Literally, it wasn't really until now that I didn't realise that. You never told me that they heard me. Oh, they fucking heard. Yeah, see how many funny And they went they dead quiet. And just sl- like oh, they carried on playing. Silently rolling their dice and just like mumbling, oh, I moved to here. <laughs> I never spoke with him anyway. It was dirty. That was a short story with Tash and T. Tasha ridiculing a bunch of label hammer geeks. Short stories with Tash and T. The story clocked in at 3 minutes 15 seconds.
genuinely wow. dirty. Come on, he used to walk around in his boxes. I saw a lot of his bollocks. I walk around. I didn't realize you were looking. Yeah, well, I've not seen you walk around in your in your boxes. Yeah, that's gonna be stealthy. See him yeah. hanging on the line. What his bollocks? <laughs> not his bollocks. Just <laughs> <laughs> hangs it out. Is different, uh, different styles of boxes. <laughs> I was trying mine. And a hair trial and a lot of friction. All right, so after a year then, you actually moved into a flat together. Yes. What was that like, living with him? As a blinky, that is. Yeah, we, we, not, not me, like, as an actual person. Did you notice his blindness around the house? Did you have to do certain things? Did you have to adapt, basically, is what I'm asking? Yeah, it's mainly me not leaving my shit lying around. I kind of still have to battle with that now, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> my After hands. 13 years. Yeah, well, I'd do it without even realising. Like, my, uh, make sure I move my bag out of the way. And then I'd obviously start to learn how bad your sight was. Um, well, it did get worse as well. It has yeah, been yeah, worse. it's been getting worse. I took you to your appointments, to your more fields and stuff. On that, the first time we went to the hospital, <sighs> you took me to the hospital for my, my annual checkup. You actually saw the back of my eyes, didn't you? I had you? to hold your eye open so the guy could get a proper photo. So Why didn't you hold your own eye, you lazy fuck? I had to hold, like, little grip things. Oh. When I have, like, because I had to have, uh, like, really high-def, like, photographs on the back of my eyes. So imagine staring into the sun. Like, it's that bright and you cannot close your eyelids because they, they need to get, like, good pictures, and you've got to move your eye, like, to the left, right, up and down. Try not closing your eyes. It's impossible. You can't not close your eyes. Your eyes are dilated at this point. Exactly. Eyes um, are dilated as well, so you're super sensitive to light, and they basically take a really high, like, stupidly bright light, and it's like, we're just going to put this right in your eye, do not blink. It's like... You, you can't not. It's your instinct to. And it hurts. It gets to a point where it goes from uncomfortable to painful. And, and you are cranky after your appointments. <laughs> like, you know what We happens? have to walk through London and you've just had all of that. Which I understandably why you're cranky. Everything but you are a grumpy bastard. Yeah. Everything is purple. After that happens, <clears throat> I don't know what it is with the light reacting to your eyes. Everything is purple. It's Vimto vision. And you get pissed off of everything being purple. And it's like, When's it going to wear off? But when you saw like the back of my eyes, though, like how how was that? It's just all black. Uh, in the actual photo, because so I go to um, appointments with some of the people I look after to go to diabetic eye screenings, which is kind of s- similar, but obviously not quite as high tech as what you have to go to. And it's just a normal eye, a normal fully functioning eye. So then to see yours is literally, so you've got the actual eye and all the veins and everything. But then yours is just black. Parts of it is just black. There's nothing there. It was, was scary. It was scary to be honest. After you know, because it's like I have to go to these appointments with you, with you, and obviously you're feeling quite fragile at that time. And then I have to to kind of make you, you know, kind of comfort you. But then in the same instance, some of the stuff that they tell me it is upsetting for me as well. But then. Obviously, you're the one going through it. Was that it scary really? in the sense that um, you're concerned for him or scary in the sense of, oh, fuck, what have I got myself into here? I mean, I don't got to lie. When it comes to when I think in the future, if your eyesight does really go you're completely... Gone. You're out. No, I'm not going to go. I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that I guy. I take the car and drive. <laughs> no, it's like, see ya. I'll never stop. <laughs> 
Um, it is scary because how we live now is not going to be the same. It's how what more support you need in your day to day life, and you obviously think about income as well. Because will I be able to work? Because I work a lot of hours now. So when it comes to that, like that, will probably have to not be the case. Because obviously, I will need to be there for you as well. And then, yeah, there's a lot of. Do you think he's adapted over the years, though? Oh god, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well, do you not think they will continue to to adapt then, based on that? I suppose, yeah, but not straight away. It will do, but obviously it takes time. You don't just adapt just like that, do you? Depends how good you are. So, so what about when you decided to get married then? Obviously the blindness was was yeah. that a thing for you. Would you It'd be fair, you, so you were just talking about it just then, like, ah, oh, it might not be the same going down, like, down the line. Was that, did that ever cross your mind when getting married? When T said, hey, you want to get married? And you were like, hmm... Are you going to be blind in a few years, or what's the what's the situation there? Yeah, but then, uh, but then, if you, if you're in a sorry, but if you're in a relationship and you're thinking of that of, uh, immediately before actually going in, I'm sorry, but you're a selfish prick. At the wow. end of the day, you live in the here and the now. If you're with someone, you've been with someone for that, and there's more to life than just you know what that person can do for you. At the end of the day, when we and Tony got together, I, I've always been well. I've been the the main breadwinner. I've been the one who brought in a lot of the money. Technically, you're more than me now. But, um, you know, if that was the case, then I'll probably be like, yeah, sorry, too much effort for me. You <laughs> wow. know, I'm not going to be in it. But that would that's what some people are like. Some people are just shallow like that. But we got on, like, and I could... But at that point, I couldn't imagine life without Tony. So, of course, I wouldn't be thinking... It never even crossed my mind, to be honest. It didn't cross my mind at all. Ah, we thought this was going to be the kind of worms episode, but really this is the T, you're doing all right, mate, episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, we get on and... Vacation! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) No, because we know at the end of the day, yes, okay, there are times when it can be... Well, no, it's not even really times that are really challenging. Sometimes I forget that you're even a blinky. Then you do something stupid, and then I'm like, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, no, I sound like it was the Worms episode. <laughs> yeah. Was it like when we, well, when we were in Hull, for example, so we haven't been together that long, I left the chair out, and you literally fell all the way over it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, stuff like that. Well, all like, I'm hearing uh, there is that was your fault. Well, no, I think the chair was there because we were at a house party at the time, weren't we? Well, I'm hearing it's comedy gold. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. There were times, there we go. Was it when we were living in Aldershot? We were walking back and it was Christmas time, and you had you were holding a frame and everything. So you were going off in front of me. Holding a frame? It, we we bought a, a, a picture frame. Uh, oh, I thought you meant like a Zimmer frame, like he's no, just pushing no. one along. <laughs> <laughs> no, holding an actual frame. We were going walking through a forecourt uh, of a petrol station. This sounds and like such a skanky night out. No, I got a this picture was frame. I'm walking day. through a forecourt of a petrol station. Yeah, well, because he lived past a forecourt of a petrol station. <laughs> so we were just coming home from the shop during the day. Oh, I thought you meant it like a night out. Like you no. had a few beers. For some reason, you've, you've bought picture frame. No, we've been Christmas shopping. We got this yeah. frame. I think it was a gift from my mum. Yeah. Right. And then he walked across it and then he slipped over with a, with a cane. So obviously, people could see that he's blind. So he'd fallen over and he'd been walking in front of me. 
I stood behind pissing oh, myself I laughing. <laughs> I, I was laughing hard. so hard. And this guy actually got out of his car from the forecourt. I went over to Tony asking if he was all right. And I was there pissing myself laughing. I must have looked like the worst person in the world. <laughs> and this is the thing. I just, I can't, if someone falls over, I, I, I laugh. I'm sorry. How was that? That's why you watched the Paralympics. The, pa- the frame was perfect. Yeah, I know. You saved that one. You did well there. <laughs> The main but, thing. Yeah. yeah, so things that happen to you that if someone was looking in that I'm a bitch, but you know, I live with you, so you know, when we first got together something happened, I may have been, been concerned, but that soon wore off. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I like it. You know. Except when you hit your head sometimes you get a bit pissed off with that. Yeah. Sometimes though you do hit your head and it is scary and you end up like, hmm, should we go and get that scene too? <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna throw a question out there. Do you have any concerns for raising kids? One thing that does come to my head, though, because obviously I work with old people when I clean them and things, is if you have to clean a dirty bum. You know, you oh, need to make sure you get all of that shit. It's got to get in there. Otherwise, it's going <coughs> to... Otherwise, they're going... <laughs> that sound... You can't say that when talking about children. They're my kids. <laughs> hey, that That's doesn't make worse. it any better. <laughs> Sometimes you've got a rubber glove... You get a hanky, rubber glove. And you've got to go in there. You've got to make sure they're clean. I have a rubber glove at work, but you don't have a rubber glove with your own kids. But I mean, like, making sure that they're clean, because otherwise you can get a rash. I'm probably always going to get the shitty nappies. I've kind of come to terms with that. But then... That's not too bad. Are you not concerned that it, um, your kid also might be blind? No, well, we went happen. to... No, we went to Moorfield. I was... At first, that was something that I was concerned about. But we went to Moorfields and they said that the High gene hospital. that he had, oh yeah, Moorfields High Hospital in London, is, they said that because of the gene that it can, it won't affect our kids. And that, because that's something yeah. that we asked him when we were there. And they, they said like it would. Drain pipe genes. Yep. Eh? <laughs> that was a callback to your first date. Yeah. Oh, okay. If they're blind, it won't have anything to do with me. It'll <laughs> be <box>. completely like. <laughs> We can't say our children would not have blindness, but it will not be due to me. <laughs> we know that. Oh, it would be my fault. <laughs> well, the thing is, the reason why you got your condition is your your mum had this gene, your dad had this gene, and then you were the one who was... But you don't. You don't have this gene, so it won't happen. Well, I don't know if I don't have this gene. Well, no, they tested you. That's what they no, said. No, they didn't. They you just said that it wouldn't happen. You gave blood. No, I didn't. They never did it because they said it wouldn't be the case. Oh, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like with anything, any anyone, then you could end up having some kind of disability. It's just okay. Let me ask this: If you knew that your kid was going to turn out like T, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you take the chance? I and let me ask you the same question to you, T. Would you want a kid with the same condition as you? Yes. Well, it's not something you'd want, but it's something that... <laughs> no, oh, no, I don't mean like that, but you wouldn't wish that on someone. No, you wouldn't. But what I'm saying, if you had a kid, and he... I've done right. You know, you would not have kids thinking, oh, no, I don't want to do that, just in case. Mm. At the end of the day, you've done all right. You know, like you say, you've, you're you living a normal life. You you know, your parents were good raising you up, the fact that they did a model call to you. I think that's the worst thing that someone can do. If someone's blind, oh, let me do that for you, let me do that for you. Whereas your parents encouraged you to do stuff yourself, in which case you can do stuff yourself. Yeah. You know, you went to university, you've got a job, and you know how to make a ham sandwich. 
That's the crux of blind life. <laughs> <laughs> but then one thing that does worry me as well when you go out with them, I'm afraid that get does worry me a little bit. You have a guide dog and then you have a baby in the other hand. Yeah, People are going to be shitting themselves. Yeah, that's, that's what blind dogs for. Please strap him to my chest. If you have to go to co-op, get something, get some milk and bread. Put got a backpack. baby strapped to your chest with a guide dog. Yeah, yeah put him in a backpack, though. That's oh. fine. That, it will take time for me to not be scared of that. Put it this way, all bollards are nut height. As long as the baby's above that, they're getting brained, are they? Unless kids you'll be able to have. <laughs> Win-win. <laughs> Only child. <laughs> so to summarise, then... No real regrets? No, no, I don't have any regrets. If you were to say to anyone out there, because especially on sort of like Twitter and social media, what I've seen recently is there's a lot of sort of talk about whether it's unethical to date a disabled person, whether disabled people... I know a lot of disabled people who are also involved with other disabled people. It's not so common for a disabled person to be with... A normie. I'm a normie. You are a normie. So if you were to sort of like give any advice to anyone out there, let's say they've met someone, they have a disability, it might not be sight-based, it might be anything, it might show up in a wheelchair or might be deaf. Have you got any advice like for anyone who might be in that situation and might be having thoughts of, can I handle this or do I, you know, I like them, but can I handle this situation? At the end of the day, you just have to think about the person. Obviously, the person who who has the disability, they're always going to be, I think at first, and I can imagine you were, self-conscious about your condition mm. when you were first with me and thinking, oh, what is she thinking, or, you know, and things like that. You know, you have to just be in the... I know it's going to sound a bit cheesy, but you have to be in the moment. Like I say, we got on really well. We had a lot in common, and we just had a normal relationship for us and you just kind of build it up as you go along there's more to being in the relationship than you know what you think should be the case you know some people who obviously have a disability because you end up being in that community you end up talking with other people with that disability it just so happened that we got talking and I wasn't scared off but I would say yeah just be in the moment and don't think about it just be with that person and not think of, oh, what effort it's going to be to be in that relationship because that's a dick move. Essentially, then, if you like the person, the, the disability is somewhat insignificant. Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone on a second date. You wouldn't. I would have been like, a delete. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's praying for yeah. now. <laughs> no, no, wait till he gets that life insurance. What I'll probably say as well is that... Like if it's a say if you're with a disabled person, they might need a bit of help now and again, but you don't need to feel like you're on care duty twenty four seven. Like Tasha has alluded to, there's times where she'll forget that I need a guide. Like when she's had a beer, and then she's like, "Oh shit, yeah, you do need a guide." So <laughs> you're just standing there. Yeah, and I'll just stand there, and and I'm like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> But that's the thing, you're not a full-time carer. If you want to be with someone, they'll understand that you're human and that sometimes they'll forget and it's fine. And like, If you're disabled, your partner isn't there to accommodate your needs. They're not your fucking carer. Be receptive of it, just don't think of it as an issue. 
Right. You good for the good for the week? Yeah, I, I think this has been really informative. I mean, now I'm going to drink myself to death after getting life insurance. And, yeah, uh, this has been enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Well, We're not getting a divorce. <laughs> oh, next week, we'll have my mother to tell me how good a child I was. <laughs> he was an asshole. Until then. <laughs> Until then. Have a glorious day. Au revoir. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. Do you treat all of your viewers this way? Your viewers? Your guests? Okay, tricky, that. isn't it? It is tricky, yeah. Edit that in. <laughs> Remember, Chris, you agreed to this. I want a divorce.